Welcome to Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth, combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard with co-host, Kel Meissner. So welcoming you to Five Blossom Radio. This is our first podcast. I'm so excited and I'm really looking forward to telling you about us um, and to describe to you the features of Five Blossom Gatherings. This is a platform, it's a program and how it can benefit you. Um, my name is Denise Richard. I'm an elder. I've trained in many traditions and I work to support a way of working that's ancient Five Blossom Gatherings uh, is actually have been, has been built over 30 years, and it's a support for an old way of approach, a way of health management that has survived decades. It's, it's survived thousands of years, so it's a very powerful way of sustaining growth and health. With me here today is my co-host, Cal Meisner, and uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Cal, please. Thank you, Denise. Uh, really happy to be here for the inaugural podcast. <laughs> uh, my name is Cal Meisner, as Denise mentioned, and my work is all around alignment. And what I mean by that in simple terms is helping people do more of the things that serve them and less of the things that don't. Uh, and really excited to be supporting this podcast and, and this program. Thank you. All right. So First question for you, Denise. Mm-hmm. Please tell us a little bit about Five Blossom Gatherings and when and how it started. So as I mentioned, um, it's actually been 30 years in the making. Like most women, having a, a child is a really, really challenging or, or sensitive transition, to say the least. And at the time, I was deeply uh, in conflict over the change. My doctor had recommended uh, that I visit with a native elder, which was kind of unusual, but I I was also very green in my approach to life. I was really, really clear that I wanted a natural way of of birth and natural way of health. So the native elder actually transformed my life because the the gatherings that we had together were were regular. I, I trained with her for a couple of years, and the way of approach, was so sensitive to how community functions and to how the health of a family functions and to how to maintain personal health you have to understand what personal power means and how to hold it so this woman transformed my way of view and helped me reclaim my grounding in such a way that it pushed me to consider that I needed to look at life differently so she impressed on me the importance of, of learning about who I was, know thyself, mm-hmm. and to learn the skills and to look at the issues of power and support and healing and spirituality in such a way where it would infuse my life with growth and with, with, with a positive um, grounding. So she was the one who actually catapulted me out of the nest of who I thought I was, into a whole new way of living. So over two decades, I have, you know, I've trained a lot in different healing modalities that are common to North America. What that did, uh, because I trained with many teachers, was gave me an understanding of many different things around uh, energy medicine. And 
And though now it's common, but 30 years ago, oh no, energy medicine was really the cutting edge. Mm. And yet it's actually an ancient model. It was, you know, it's like we're, we're revisiting things, we're going through cycles here. So having um, understood that a, mo- a model or a modality for health and growth was really important, uh, what I decided in all those, in all the research and all the studies that I'd done was that the model that was important to me was the one that was really able to sustain uh, the body, the mind, the heart, uh, without manipulating it. In other words, that th- the integrity of the system is no different than, let's say, a plant or a tree that knows how to grow and knows how to heal. Mm-hmm. So that was the that was the the first thing that it did was it really made me clear that I want something as natural as possible. So here, then, five blossom gatherings starts coming into the in effect because when the first. Uh, teachers that really impacted me was this native elder, but this, mm. she pushed me into the Tai Chi, the meeting of the Tai Chi master. Mm. What he did was he chose me, selected me out of a small group, or only five of us, and I was the only woman. So that was really special. Mm. He sat with us for five years, meaning that every Saturday morning we'd go and sit in the park and we'd work together and we'd play together and we'd learn about this ancient way and it was so delicate it was so healthy it was so grounding that it completely changed Mm -hmm. my way of life as a family Mm. it was beautiful it was really really beautiful wow so it sounds like your background is quite a blend then for you know a foundation of old traditional practices uh, what about, and you touched on this a little bit, but what about Five Blossom Gatherings? Like, tell us more about how that came to fruition. Well, so you, you get the, the, the understanding that in my 30s, I got pushed out of, um, you know, the popular culture model for health into something vast and formidable. When you when you learn with a master, um, it's, it's, it's like you don't want to become the master. And at first, you just want to learn how do I actually manage all this knowledge. You're just there as a as a as a person learning how to manage the new information. Mm-hmm. Over decades, this starts to integrate, and the change that it makes inside you is is huge. The master the master teacher sets up the foundation for a way that's going to support your life. And having studied with four grandmasters means that I've received a lot of old tradition. And they have a similar approach. They have different lineages. But they all work with the way of earth. And they teach a natural way of healing. So the infusion and the power and the mirroring of the teachings then has to get passed on. Mm -hmm. So it's based on respect. It's based on human kindness. It teaches you how to feel teaches you how to respect the mystery of the human energy system. But it also works in a very common way. It's available to all people. So the work is quiet. The work is sensitive. So that was the foundation of Five Blossoms. Then comes their other layers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, <clears throat> so next you talked about, first of all, studying with the native elder, and then you talked about Tai Chi. Next comes Qi Kung. Like, tell 
us what Qigong is and how it's different from Tai Chi. So having done that much work with the Grand Master in Tai Chi, I understood that he gave me little little, little hints. Because some of the first practices were actually Qigong practices. Mm-hmm. They're defined as Qigong because Qigong means the word Qi is vitality. Kung is mastery or a way of promoting vitality. And when you say Qigong... I've heard it pronounced Qigong by mm-hmm. many people as well. Mm-hmm. Are they one and the same? Or? Well, they are actually, just okay. different dialect. Ah, okay. So it, mean, it, it all means a healing practice. These healing practices, there are like thousands and thousands of forms. They all generate health in some way, mostly. Mm-hmm. But lineages have different ways of approach. And so... It, it's like a family, you know, you learn how to cook their meals in their way. Right, well, right. It, Qigong is like that. It has different different uh, ways of approach. So what I studied was a natural healing Qigong, medical Qigong really is what I did. Mm-hmm. Though I don't, I didn't learn the protocols specifically. I mm-hmm. just used the general way of approach. And um, that brings on a whole other way of observing the, the human energy system. And it also teaches you that it, re- it will, as a, as a natural organism, if it's given the right conditions and the right circumstances, it will learn how to calibrate itself and how to generate health, even through old age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very sensitive. So, because Westerners are not um, not actually mm, well informed about energetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Westerners are not sensitive to energetics. Mm-hmm. It's not part of our popular culture. So I face the complex issue of, well, what do we do with all this information? And I was given support in how to um, learn how to teach this in a way that would be easier for Westerners. Mm. So everybody wants to heal. Everybody wants health. In my early 20s, I was a professional trainer, um, and I worked as a fitness trainer, and I worked excessively. I mean, I trained Mm. too much, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thinking I was going to be super healthy. And now we know that that is actually a a very dangerous thing. We can burn out quite heavily. But at the time, I didn't have that knowledge. So then in my 30s, I gained a lot of ground in around health and wellness, around the, the blending of this. Yes, you want to be active. Yes, you want to support your growth. But learning this other way of health is a beautiful way to calibrate, but it also teaches you community. It also teaches you a lot of other things around what health really is about. Mm-hmm. And that was really matching the first teaching from the elder long ago. So it sounds like it would be a beautiful complement to what we most of us do in the West around fit, fitness and wellness is the physical component, but this sounds like a beautiful complement to that. Yeah, it was a really nice complement. And it also engaged, uh, like there's a new wave, you know, around green business and around being more connected that was coming through at the time. And it was it was really, really exciting to be able to offer my little community insights as to you know what I was what was I was growing into. So Qigong and Tai Chi really helped to learn how to care for my the energetic building of my body, and um, and it promotes uh, care in such a way that it doesn't interfere. And that was a really that as I was mentioning earlier that was really important. 
Okay, so we have the Native woman guiding you in learning to work with the earth and with grounding. You talked about the masters that taught you Tai Chi and Qigong, and they're bringing you these ancient teachings that open you in a very different way. What's the next piece that helps you build your framework around Five Blossom Gatherings? So I don't really know where I'm going at this point. I know that I love these practices. Mm -hmm. I know that I want to share them. I've already been working in you know in in support mm-hmm. to people what i don't know is how i'm going to take such a defined system mm-hmm. when i have these masters and i'm just a baby like i'm only a decade old really and they've mm-hmm. been doing it for 60 years mm-hmm. how am i going to take this and translate it into a community mm-hmm. without making a mess mm-hmm. so i had to learn how to teach mm-hmm. and Learning to teach is a is a very delicate practice. And who do you teach and who do you give it to and how do you there's so many delicate issues here. So I had been offering what I thought was a really good program and then all of a sudden I'm going, Oh, I have to change everything. So I had to learn how to grow into that change. So here here transitions are important. But what was really important is that I had been given the opportunity to face um, a certain need in the community because we don't know about healing. In this in this Western culture, we're not really given a health model that teaches the practice of healing. We appropriate from other cultures. Mm-hmm. So I was um, I was gifted in a way to support a program called the Healing Path in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And for five years I worked at helping bring in teachings helping people understand what healing was from different cultures, different approaches. But it also created a forum from which I could engage people, help teach, help grow. And so that was that was a big venue for me. Mm. So what is the most common way to speak to the issue of healing when we don't have training in subtle energy? Or like you mentioned, many of us in the West don't really have a context around healing or energy or, or subtle body. So... That's a sensitive issue, actually, because most people, as, as, as you say, don't have knowledge or understanding of how healing works. So it was explained to me, as I said, that if we don't have a model and we have to appropriate from other cultures, then we actually come with a very narrow view of reality. And yet healing is something, it's mysterious, really. I mean, how does a plant heal? How do, how do any of us heal? Mm-hmm. So... What I had to do was ask, well, how did I get here, first of all? Mm-hmm. And how I got here was when I was first told, you're going to go get yourself some skills, I actually became a professional psychic. I trained for two years. Mm-hmm. I you know, certified myself. I got certified as a professional psychic. And I started giving consultations. And what do you do is you sit there and you use a certain level of mind in order to view and help consult on the subtle energy Mm. so that was a really cool thing to learn but it actually started to limit me Mm. in a certain way and I started to understand that the model that I had been given Tai Chi, Qigong and the healing modalities that they bring in focus on the mind but the clear mind, the open mind focus on the heart but the compassionate and the healing heart and focus on the body in such a way where the whole body becomes a vessel for the consciousness that you want to hold. Mm-hmm. So psychism 
though it's a very common way, you're going to go see your, your, your advisor, your psychic advisor, you're going to go see somebody who knows a little bit about healing, was really important, but it couldn't fulfill what I needed. So this model has mm-hmm. such a broad reach mm-hmm. that I had to let go of being a, a, a professional advisor on that, that level in that way mm-hmm. in order to engage the bigger model that I had been given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like when you talk about, you know, you sought out psychism, I also think for many of us in the West, if we don't have knowledge of energetics, and then we do look to outside parties. So. Mm-hmm. A Reiki healer, for example, or mm-hmm. and and that that's that's what we've been given. That's right. what popular culture is doing, and and that's that doesn't mean that it's a problem. But mm-hmm. having been given so much, mm-hmm. I had to sit and look at what am I doing and how do I want to do this, mm-hmm. and can I engage psychism in qigong practice? Well, naturally, we're aware but we don't interfere or involve ourselves in other people's energetics mm-hmm. as we don't want other people to interfere in ours. Mm-hmm. So there's a natural way of embodiment and respect that, yes, it exists, but we don't focus on it in that way. Mm-hmm. We receive the imprints, yes. And it, it sounds like to me... There's a respect for it, but... Beautiful. Yeah. And it sounds to me like modalities like Tai Chi and Qigong allow us to heal ourselves as opposed to seeking someone else to do it. Would that be fair to say? Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's all important. It's all Mm. part of our culture. Mm -hmm. We want to respect the values that it brings. Mm -hmm. The sensitivity that we have is important to us, and everybody grows in a unique way. So the trajectory, the way we get there Mm -hmm. is our karma, is our personal karma. Mm -hmm. And so we want to respect that too. But growing into new models, Mm -hmm. into new ways, Mm -hmm. especially as a healer, is is big part of the practice. Mm-hmm. You learn something and then you go, okay, I've integrated that. Some people will sit there and go, no, I'm going to master just that. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important part of their healing. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of who they are. If it's not enough, you're going to seek more, you're going to desire, you're going to need more in order to grow into yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of the growth. Okay, beautiful. And it sounds like the <clears throat> the work that you did with the native elder the work that you did with the with the masters, uh, it sounds like the value is connecting with ourselves. That's right. So what is the challenge? Why is it challenging for many of us to reconnect? Reconnection is really the, the probably the most powerful thing that we can learn is that every transition, every day we face challenges and conflicts. And those challenges and conflicts as we grow older will either give us energy or take energy away. Mm. To heal, we need energy. As we grow older, we lose energy. Conflicts take energy. Therefore, the bigger the conflict, the most likely are that we're either going to fall into illness or we're going to fa- lose our lose our way in some way. Mm. So reconnection is probably the most powerful thing we can learn, which is how to, on a daily basis, reclaim the grounding that we were given Reclaim the vessel that we were given. Children are so full of energy. It's just like they're just brilliant little balls of energy. (laughs) And that's our gift. That's the gift that we're given. And the earth is the vessel, is the bigger vessel that holds us, that sustains us on this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. We learn to reconnect. We learn to have a personal connection with ourselves so we know our grounding. And therefore, we don't have to be fed somebody else's grounding. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we help each other out. I'm not denying that that's the truth. You know, we need each other. But to hold the personal grounding that's respectful 
is then we're able to hold power. We're able to empower ourselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we can't hold power. Mm-hmm. And that's the premise. Makes total sense. So you talked about cycles, and it sounds like you have reconnected or connected with different modalities, different teachers. So tell us a little bit about that. So that that's, that's part of the beauty is that what we need will always um, come through the heart. Mm. And one day I was walking through a park, I was going through a huge change. I was in the process of writing a book, and that was a very big change for me. And I was um, watching these three gentlemen play, you know, do Tai Chi, and I hadn't actually been part of a Tai Chi group in a while. I'd been doing different kinds of Qigong that were very Tai Chi-like. So it was just one of those memory you know, flashbacks, and I'm going, oh my, how beautiful. And I, I, I just thought I have to go visit. I sat down with them for a few minutes and involved myself in a conversation. I end up saying, "Please, can I join you? I'm I just live down the block, you know. Maybe we can join up at times." Well, that whole conversation was a reconnection, and that reconnection brought me into the next grandmaster, who actually taught me and who's still with me now how to use Tai Chi in a different way. So there's so much to learn, and the cycle came back around, and at a time where I was going through a heavy transition, and I needed, I you know, I just needed more support in a different way, and it came through, came through the same kind of work that I was doing. It was really quite lovely. So Five Blossoms is actually a model. It's a model that supports uh, a very simple, natural way of care, of course. The respect is really what it's about. Respect for the way that each individual can grow and needs to grow and not to take away from a person's intelligence. Mm. So my interest is in compassionate care and it helped guide me to study in the most, to study faith really Mm. and healing. So in this, uh, the spiritual power of the work uh, is engaged in a very personal way. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually opens uh, to all faiths. Hmm. Yeah, okay. And so why is it important, do you think, to have a model or a system such as Five Blossoms for people to approach their own healing or wellness? Well, a model actually can have, we can have a model on different levels, but this particular model, because it, 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 it investigates, it teaches you how to observe, as I said, the mind, the way to hold a clear mind, the way to hold the heart, the way to hold the body, but it, it's not just on a personal level. It teaches you how to hold it in community, mm-hmm. and it also teaches you how to hold it on a greater scope. So there's a personal res- issue, but there's also a collective issue. And depending on, on who you are, what your karma is, you're going to go into a global or, let's say, a macro, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to be interested on the bigger levels. Mm-hmm. The relationship you, you have to the whole, to the bigger field, and the relationship of holding your own personal field, when you line these up, mm-hmm. this creates a way of holding yourself throughout your life that's, I, to me, probably the most sophisticated models I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What we have are healing modalities that teach us, yes, you can heal this or you can heal heal that, but something that touches the bigness of it all, I haven't seen before, or I don't have anything that compares to this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it, it might exist. I've seen other other cultures have a program that may be similar, but to me, this was the one that had the, the, 
the, the broadest reach. Mm-hmm. So it's a system that helps you discover your personal energetic blueprint. And that way you can know what isn't yours, what your energy feels like, what you are, who you are, and promote healing and grounding in reconnection so that you can maintain a bigger relationship. Mm. And the training teaches you to work with your inner flows and, and the flows of the body. And it, it's very tender. It's very gentle practice. It gives you better health. It, 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 it's kind. Uh, it helps you sustain your health. Uh, it's also uh, perhaps the most gentle approach to aging mm-hmm. I've ever seen, and it ke- you know gives you mobility, balance, core strength, uh, and it's it's you know lightness in a very broad package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like it would be, <clears throat> excuse me, practice like Tai Chi or Qi Kung, and the system would be a benefit to everyone every age would that pretty be? much pretty much i've seen it help i mean i've had you know clients come to me at the age of 70 and watch them grow in health and mobility and strength i've had young people you know completely ungrounded and teaching them okay let's show you how to get into your body and how to connect with this beautiful body you were just given right. you know and teaching you how to hold the power of it so there's a there's an extreme uh need right now for people to learn how to respect the transitions that we have to go through extreme and how to hold the health of the body through that mm. and how to stay connected to our, ourselves and not get lost mm. in, um, you know, in what we think we should be doing or how we should be growing or how where we should right. be at the time of health. Right. Yeah. And I think you also touched on this fact, but it sounds like the importance of a system such as this to manage our own health but also to affect our communities and the people world around us. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair to say as well? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Very good. Well, now that we've talked about all this, you get to see that we, the Tai Chi masters, mm-hmm. the Qigong masters, mm-hmm. the elder, native elder, mm-hmm. all the teachers who came to me mm-hmm. were the part of the building block for me understanding the nature of healing and the nature of a system like this. If I hadn't had all that research behind me, I wouldn't have seen the depth that this system would have. I probably would have missed a lot. Mm-hmm. So all of that was part of the growth that that mm-hmm. for Five Blossoms. So we're going to be taking a little break, but when I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about, so what are the Five Blossoms then? Sounds fantastic. Okay. Because it sounds like, like you said, you have these teachers that have taught you these ancient ways, but it's not something that many of us are exposed to. So no. looking forward to hearing more about that. Okay. Nice talking to you and see you in a few minutes. All right. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting FiveBlossomGatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include knowing your whole body, self-care for your health, and inspiring wholeness. Visit 5BlossomGatherings.com today. 
Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to 5BlossomGatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to 5 Blossom Radio. Welcoming you back to Five Blossom Radio. This is Denise Richard speaking to you with my co-host, Cal Meisner. Great. Thank you, Denise. So we're here with Denise talking about her brand new Five Blossom Gatherings. You've told us, Denise, about Five Blossom Gatherings and its foundations and the fact that it's a holistic health and wellness healing system. Uh, I want to ask, though, where does the name Five Blossoms actually come from? That's a, I have a few st- stories that go with that. So I'm remembering all the different trainings that I participated in over over the decades, and I developed an awareness of how various cultures do heal. So I was taught um, a program called Ontogony about 20 years ago. Okay, what is Ontogony? Well, it's actually too big a question, but the point (laughs) is, is that it actually is what introduced me to the fact that there's a way of approach spiritually and culturally mm-hmm. that will help hold us in understanding. So the teachings that I was that I was given were very strong and sound, and it developed uh, my awareness of heart. So it made clear roads to understanding how, in culture, the paths are very distinct. So if you look at at culture as a whole. So you have the path of heart, of art, sorry, the path of and heart, heart and heart. <laughs> you have the path which artistic or artistic empowerment. You have the path of um, psychology. You have the path of um, healing in different med- medical, you might say. You have the martial arts uh, or, you know, physical embodiment or whatever. So in a culture, you have these different areas that people... Um, move towards in order to know who they are and to make a, a livelihood. So um, what I was un- what I understood through the path of ontogony was that this is actually the formation of culture in many ways. Mm-hmm. And that each path is a way to know ourselves and each path supports us to illuminate or to blossom. Mm-hmm. okay? So there you get the idea of the blossom. And that there are five distinct ways that we blossom as a human being. So that's that was what I had picked up. What I wanted was to create something that defined everything that I'd learned. So I thought of the idea of five was clear. Blossoms was the opening and the awakening. And gatherings was the fact that I had learned a way that was had to hold a community, a community value. It mm-hmm. wasn't just for self. So in my 20s, I had studied, I'd done a Bachelor of Fine Arts, and I had studied healing extensively over many years, and I had learned Tai Chi from Qigong masters, uh, from Tai Chi masters. I had a huge background in studying psychology. I was very interested, and I you know, looked at a lot of different modalities. So I had naturally developed a, an awareness 
of these blossoms. But what I did was I had to then go back to the basics and define them. So I'm going to give you a story that starts it off. So, Okay, so I'm just at the edge. I'm just asking the question, I'm going to develop five blossom gatherings. I've got the name, Five Blossom Gatherings. I have a, a, a good friend of mine who I had, you know, designed this with at the time. She ends up going on her way. But I had a, a 12-year-old daughter who I had a very passionate relationship with. And when you have a very strong relationship with your, with your kids, it's not an easy path necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of growth to do for everybody. And I had already committed through my work to be a kind and compassionate mother and I wasn't finding myself so kind or compassionate in my way of relating so the one thing that I had vowed in was that in my blossoming as a mother I would learn kindness and I would learn compassion so I received a very specific practice in compassion and I had dedicated myself to doing it every day in order to help the growth of my own heart and my relationship with my family. My, my That was for seven years. I did that every day for seven years. That was one of the things that I had done. So I, that was that's one of the blossoms. The blossoms is learning how to open your heart when things are really challenging. So here's the next story for the number two is where um, I had decided that creativity was my was my path in my early 20s but what I what happened was when I got to a place where I had a family I had really big needs the creativity wasn't able to hold itself in the same way I had a very very strong understanding of my spiritual path but I didn't have an understanding of how to make my creativity reflect my spiritual path. Art was my way, but I couldn't make art in the same way. So I had to let go of my mind in a way. I had to let go of my fixed mind that I was an artist and grow creatively. And that at that time, the healing paths were actually calling me very strongly and I had been learning all these healing modalities, so I had to learn to grow creatively. And I consciously said, I'm a creative being. I'm going to discover what creative empowerment is. Because I know I can make you know, a fine picture, but that's not serving me right now. How do I open my creativity on a bigger level? Mm-hmm. And that was the second blossom. So I could see that I was already getting quite grounded. But then... Here's the next story. Blossom. The third way that I had to blossom was I've been taught a lot about art. But in this modality, in this way of making art, mm. the mind is held in a very kind and secure way. So when you focus on something, if the mind is open and clear, then what's going to happen is you're going to create a lightness through that art piece. And that lightness it reflects the healing, the grounding, and the quietness of your own energy system. When you present that to somebody, whether it be a dramatic piece, whether it be a poetry piece, or whether it be a painting, when you present that to somebody, they, they get infused with the same beauty, the same essence of what the clear mind, the open mind is about. So that was the third claiming of blossom 
you know, they're, they're not actually needed to be in order, but it's the letting go of of a fixed way of creativity. Mm-hmm. So then Blossom 4, the fourth way, uh, was being at a trend. They're all transitions. Each one is a transition. And the bigger the transition, usually the less we know about who we are. The more we think we are, we know, and then we have to re- refashion ourselves in some way. So here was the biggest transition where I had uh, decided that everything was so topsy-turvy because the everything I thought I knew about spirituality, everything I thought I knew about healing, had come to a place where I was completely conflicted. It didn't look like what I thought it would look like. It didn't feel like I would. I wanted it to look like. And I wasn't feeling like I had a relationship to any of it. So I decided that I was going to use um, a way of thought with the written word. So most people will look at that and say, well, I need to find authorization. I need to find a way of using words and intellect in order to claim who I am. So today, it's very popular that we might want to write a book or do something with words, philosophy, in order to be able to claim intelligence (laughs) and ground it. Well, that was a big transition for me where I, I ended up thinking about everything that I had learned and opened my mind. And it was a very creative process of opening my mind and deciding that if I understood the respect of heart and the clear mind that I had understood and the letting go that I had understood, so you could see that those three blossoms were really important, then I could seek or seek to find a grounding in my deep intelligence where the written word would make or give me a grounding of a sort that I could actually give to my community or give to somebody as a, as, as a way of expression that would support the illumination of, of consciousness. So the writing of that book was an incredibly beautiful passage for me, painful in many ways because you, the growth spurt was huge because I'd never written, I didn't know anything about words, and I didn't understand the, the, the intensity of what writing could do for a person. So that would be the next blossom. So the being able to take a thought and contemplation and bring it into the physical world through words. Mm. Would you say when you talk about the intensity of that process, is part of that because of the self-reflection that's revolved, involved rather in, in writing and what is it that I want to express? Well, I, and, and as I'm saying, this model teaches a personal viewpoint, finding, respecting the personal way of approach and bringing it into the macro, bringing it into the larger t- context, that relationship is the reconnection, the constant reconnection that we have to do so that that blossom for some is very, very, very intense. And I had had good support. I had some really very good people holding me respectfully and compassionately. So it was, it wasn't, you know, it was good that way. But um, that was, that blossom perhaps was the one that brought me the most grounding and it was the most intense 
the last one, the five blossom, number five, which is the one that is the most exciting in some ways, it's the entry level, the one that most people take, which is the one that teaches uh, the foundation. And it's the foundation for the brand, really, uh, is the holistic health through embodiment. So learning a protocol, learning a practice in Tai Chi or Qigong uh, teaches you how to uh, reflect on your own energy system and claim it. And that, I, you know, I've already talked a little bit about that, that I've had masters share that path with me. But this blossom to me was uh, the most exciting because that one is available to anybody. You don't have to do anything other than follow. And in the following, what you learn is how to hold a clear mind, how to have a heart that's available and respectful, so you present the best part of you, how to um, claim thought without you know, mismanaging it, how to stay clear in your psychism, in your psychic you know, availability without distressing anybody and how to stay quiet and calm, how to stay present, how to have presence, and then how to hold physical health at a level that's going to be able to bring you through all the transitions mm-hmm. that um, that this that life demands from us. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's going to have those transitions. That's part of our human walk. It teaches a way of compassion, a way of humility, and a pray and a way of of faith. So it has a very strong spiritual component to it. Mm. So that's five blossoms. Those are the five blossoms of five blossom gatherings. Okay, great. Thank you. And when you talk about, you listed all five, obviously, the fifth one is holistic health and embodiment. And you also mentioned that's the one that's probably most accessible to people. Mm -hmm. So how would someone go about accessing that, whether it's Tai Chi, Qigong, or whatever, whatever practice it is, how would people seek that out? So as a teacher, when you learn to teach people, the first thing you see is that most people will come to you with an issue. You want something from me. What am I, what's, what's in it for me? Why would I go see, do that? Mm-hmm. What I had to learn and I, what I had to um, find in each person who came to me is that that need is for contact. Is for connection. Mm. So when you connect with somebody who, who respects the value of that connection and you're sensitive to it, then you give them the space for them to learn to see who they are. You don't take that away from them because mm-hmm. that's their growth. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you about Tai Chi. Right. I'm going to let you come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to teach you about Qigong. I'm going to let you come to me, and you're going to follow, and you're going to learn about Qigong mm-hmm. because it's your energy system you're using, right? not mine. I'm not going to overpower you with all this energy and consciousness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you discover your consciousness of body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you find out all the wonders about it and mm-hmm. claim that wonder and mm-hmm. see how incredible a person you are. So the model doesn't tell you you're supposed to be up here or over there. The model teaches you that the only place you need to be is with yourself. Mm. And the model teaches you if you can respect yourself, then you'll probably respect me. Mm-hmm. And if we can respect each other, then we have 
a way of being that's that's ageless. Amazing. And when you, <clears throat> excuse me, because you talked about what people probably deeply need is connection or reconnection with themselves. They need to take control of their energetics. But it occurs to me that that's probably not language I would actually use if I'm coming to see you as a teacher. That's right. So what, can you give an example of what people would say or what they, what they believe that they're actually looking for as opposed to what, what you feel they're looking for or what they need? Well, it, I mean, people come for various reasons, right? Sure. It's pretty clear that we're all going to do our own thing. But let's say, depending on the age, mm. okay? If an elder comes to me, let's say 50 and up, 49 and up, they decide, I need Tai Chi. Likelihood is that they're looking for something that's gentle. Likelihood is that they're looking for something that is going to feed them something that they didn't have before. So there's a particular need. If I'm able to support that need, and if we're compatible, then that person is going to grow and heal. But as you say, they don't know what they're looking for. It just looks like a bunch of moves to me. Yeah, so you're just doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this. So what will likely end up happening is that they're going to meet a certain level of frustration because you have to get through the resistances of what, in other words, it's like your body is made up of all kinds of experiences. If you've had 40, 50 years of experiences in your body and you decide that you want to do Tai Chi and you go, well, I don't know if I can move like that. What's it going to take? It's going to take a lot of respect, a lot of kindness to let go of any of the, uh, let's say, the resistances or the blocks or whatever in order to move softly like that and it, and on all levels. So if you come and you've got, you know, let's say a younger person comes in and says, well, I would really like to learn Qigong because I had a car accident and I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. I'm not associated with my body very much. That kind of issue is actually really common. You get a shock on your body and you, all of a sudden you don't know who you are anymore because you need to reconnect. The nervous system has a way of playing with us and showing us that paying attention and being mindful is the only way that's going to create healing. So in both examples, I show you that it's a delicate issue of reconnection. Now, in Tai Chi, you get to physically move. So you get to touch the earth in a certain way. But it's the depth and the repetition and the form that teaches you that within that, you get to find yourself. Same thing with Qigong. But it does it in a, in a, in a slightly different way. Mm -hmm. No, fantastic. Thank you. And I know one of the things through Five Blossoms that, that is a goal of yours is to make practices such as these more accessible to people. My question, though, or something that comes up as you're talking, it, it occurs to me that, and this may be another trait of our Western society, is like, I'd like to figure out how to do this in three minutes or less. Yeah, that's right. So 
What are your thoughts on that in terms of like time commitment or what would it look like for the average person to realize the benefits, say, of a practice such as these? Yeah, that, that, that gives, I have good, good memories of that one. I remember when I first did my first Tai Chi class and he asked me, can you just stand there for me for a minute and just, you know, just be quiet, bend your knees, just, just hold yourself, just stand and just put your arms up a little bit. Just, yes, yeah, relax. Just just stay. Within a few minutes, I was like, are you quite kidding me? I can't even stand for five minutes. And I laughed because I think it took me a good while to recognize that if I can't walk in a, a very sensitive, quiet way, if I can't stand for any length of time, then my, my grounding... My ability, the ability for my energy system to move fluidly from earth upward and down through the body is impaired. Mm. Now, it's not impaired because I want it to be impaired. It's impaired because of all the experiences that have stopped me from being quiet and connected. Mm. So the, the practice, the three minutes, you're right. So that's what was one of the challenges is how do you take a practice that's so sensitive that takes actually a long time to learn, mm-hmm. but you do it in small practices and it will be fruitful. So I had to learn how to teach people that if you can't do it for 20 minutes a day, then why don't you try for five minutes a day? I bet you will still have a relationship because it's the mindfulness. It's the approaching things respectfully, consistently, and sharing the load that makes it fruitful. So it's not whether or not you can do all that I can do. I, you don't want to be me. You want to be you. And you want to approach it and find the, the, the karma, find the, the, the experience that's right for you. So I don't need to be teaching any more than that. I just want to give the essence of what it's about. And if it touches your heart, then it really will be good for you. That's usually touching the heart, meaning we are sharing an experience that's Mm -hmm. mindful, that's kind, that's compassionate. Mm -hmm. It usually means that we've done something good together. Mm -hmm. And the practice of five blossom gatherings, the model is all about compassionate practice. Mm -hmm. No, that's beautiful. And again, when you talk about, or some of the things I've read, for example, about grandmasters and certainly in China, people that practice eight hours a day mm-hmm. in our busy, demanding um, society, being able to practice eight hours a day is not practical for a practice. So. No, no. But in this model, we can you can be given a five-minute practice that you can do it in your office mm. that will help reclaim your grounding you know, manage the stresses of heart that you may, you know, be dealing with and go back to work. I mean, this is the kind of work that it is. You don't, you you only need, you know, two square feet to do some of these pieces. You don't have to be doing Tai Chi around the office, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not not like that. But you could if you want to and probably have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the practice of Tai Chi has different different levels. Mm-hmm. So most people will think about it in a certain way. I've been given the gift of the most 
delicate practice that I've seen that's only, uh, you only need a couple of square feet. You don't need more than that. Mm. So it can be done in a very small space. I've also been given the most advanced practices, which you need, you know, like a huge space for. So it's all available. Mm. It's all good. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. <clears throat> so if I could just go back, and I'm going to summarize in my own words, okay. but, but please, if I've missed anything... So talking about your framework again, about five blossoms, you talked about the first blossom being compassion or the way of kindness. The second blossom really around creative empowerment. So, you know, how do you express this idea of mindfulness and clarity? Mm -hmm. uh, The third blossom really thought and clear mind, like how do you let go? Maybe not be attached to a particular way or a particular thought or... Mm -hmm. Or getting fixed on, 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 say, art was the example you gave. Well, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. mode. Well, maybe it's a different mode. So, again, thought and clear mind and letting go. Uh, the fourth blossom really around the written form. So, how do you take your thoughts and put them into words that you can you can share in order to gain grounding, like you mentioned? And, mm-hmm. and then the fifth blossom really more, I guess, the physical embodiment. So holistic health and embodiment, and how do you do these physical practices to to complete this picture of the five blossoms? Mm-hmm. So, Thank you. Is, so yeah. so you get a sense of the five blossoms. They, they don't have to follow a certain order, but the grounding is in the physical one for mm-hmm. most people. Mm-hmm. All that can be done either in group or in private sessions. All of that creates the whole being. All of that, all those five blossoms helps help us develop in a in a in a big way. Beautiful. So five blossom gatherings is really um, a sensitive program mm-hmm. for the well-being of the whole person, but also in a community way. Beautiful. And I know we're just about to wrap up this week's episode, but one other question. You you I've heard you use the term grounding quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Can you just explain to us what you mean by that when you when you talk about grounding? Grounding um, comes on different levels. There's a physical grounding. My feet are touching the earth. But grounding is also the way that we hold the mind, the way that we hold the heart, and the way we hold our spirit our, our values spiritually. So all of that is grounding. So each of these blossoms touches a way of grounding, a way of integrating your grounding so that you can hold the power. And that's why I think this works really well for the empowerment channel is because it actually talks about how do we empower ourselves. So five blossom gatherings is a very, very important program to me that could help empower the individual and the group. Well, thank you, Cal. I'm really excited that we've been able to do this together. Um, next week, I look to um, talking about empowerment more specifically through the Five Blossom system. Mm. Looking forward to seeing you. Beautiful. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much, Denise. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard and co-host Cal Meissner. Please tune into our next program. We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.